0: Hello, and welcome to the Purse Coach Podcast. I am Jess, and I am so happy that you are here. In this podcast, we are going to talk not only about money and finances, but also life, parenting, and mental health. I am a huge advocate of supporting women in their lives and also women in business. I think as women, we need to support and encourage each other to the highest degree. I'm so excited to talk about money with you all, but also talk about life in general. This podcast is going to dive deep and not just talk about the fluff. I am so excited to get started. So let's dive on in. Hello, it is Jess with Purse Coach Jess, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Purse Coach Podcast. And today I'm going to talk about how my husband and I are teaching our boys. We have three boys to be responsible with money. This is hard, you guys, like, because my three boys like to spend my money, like, full stop. That I swear to God, sometimes that is their goal in life <laughs> is to try to make me broke. And it just seems like it's never ending, like, the. The wants, what they want is just nonstop. But I am trying to instill in them responsibility and um responsibility with their money, but then also um to have a giving heart. And how do you kind of balance that? But um, you know, each of my three boys have their own personalities, and that also comes into play with how they save or spend their money. So, for example, my oldest boy, he Remy, he is 12, going on 13, and he is a spender. My middle son, Bryson, is a saver, at least most of the time. And my youngest son, Colton, is also a spender, but he really, really likes to spend my money. <laughs> So all of them want me or my husband to pay for everything. And they act like money just sprouts out of our cornfield outside of our house. Like, seriously, they just think it is just never ending. And so we're trying so hard to instill in them the importance of living within your means. Sometimes they are willing to spend some of their own money on things, even without me asking them to, but that has taken them a long time to get there. And so, my husband and I are doing things now to teach our boys how to be responsible with their money. But sometimes I feel like it's working and we're rubbing off on them, and sometimes I don't. But I guess that's all just part of the parenting journey. So a little backstory, we live on a farm, like a real farm with tractors and a combine, we have cows and pigs and chickens, at least in the summer, we have pigs and chickens. And so there's always something to do. On our farm. Our oldest son, Remy, loves to work on the farm. I mean, he is 100% farmer and he has been since the day he's been born. I kid you not. He loves rounding up the cattle, chasing pigs, feeding the animals, learning about the equipment and driving a skid steer. He When he was like six years old, he could tell me all there was to learn about trailer or about tractors and combines, the difference, how they work. Like it was just amazing. And he is a total hands-on kiddo. So he loves driving your skid steer. He hauls those huge round bales, hay bales in the fields. You see those huge, like five, six, feet tall ones, maybe four feet tall ones. He hauls those off of the fields. He loads them onto the truck trailers and he stacks bales and he just loves doing that. And then he's able to make a little bit of money uh, working on the farm. So Remy also has a lawn care business that he started with a friend of his. And this spring will be his third season mowing lawns. And he is only 12. He'll be, he'll be 13 this summer, but He's pretty young, so he does know the value of a dollar, but he still likes to spend his money and my money. And he is my pickiest child by far, and he likes expensive things. So it's a good thing that he likes to work and make money because he is going to be a spender, I think, his whole life. Now, our middle son, Bryson, is typically a saver, most of the time anyways, but he and he also likes helping on the farm, uh, but usually during the spring planting and the fall harvest. But he's not quite as to in as into farming as his older brother. Bryson does like to earn money, but he tends not to ask for as much in terms of like clothing and shoes and other things as his older and younger brother do. He does like to buy um, like coins and equipment on his electronic games. Like they play like farm simulator and stuff like that. And so he likes to spend his money doing that or on sports um, equipment and things like that. He's a he's a total sports boy. He's very athletic, but he's fairly happy with hand-me-downs, but he does also enjoy getting his um, own new items. He's pretty happy to be inside our house playing his Nintendo Switch or on his phone while sitting next to me. Typically, he doesn't ask for much in terms of money, but that has started to change somewhat in the last few months, and he is 10 for reference. Okay, I have to tell you this story. Just the other day, we were shopping. He needed a new pair of shoes, and I Actually, all three of the boys needed new pairs of tennis shoes. And so I was giving them $70 towards a new pair, which I thought was a lot of money, like 70 bucks for a pair of kids tennis shoes. Well, in all transparency, the older two are now in adult size. Yes, at 10 and 12, they're in adult size shoes. But anyways, so he... Bryson had a large chunk of money from that he had been saving from Christmas and his birthday. So, months he's had this money just sitting in his wallet. And he found a pair of white tennis shoes that he loved. But I said, Absolutely not. I am not buying these for you because A, they were white and he's a 10 year old boy and we live on a muddy farm. And two, or B, too, he is now in adult sized shoes and they were. $160. Seriously, $160 for a pair of white shoes for this kid that's going to be ruined in a couple of weeks. So I told him he was he did not find anything else, nothing else. And so I and we went to a few stores. So he came back to that store. I told him I'd pay $70 towards them and he would have to um pay the the remaining $90 if he wanted them. You guys, he paid the $90. I could not believe it. I was blown away because that's typically not his spending habits, but he obviously really, really wanted those shoes. And in his little defense, he was take he has taken really good care of them. That is Bryson Holden, our youngest. he is six, and he loves to spend my money on everything and anything. If I take him into like a mom store, he will still find something to buy just so that he can get something and He'll go to, like, the baby section of a store if we're at a store and, like, there's nothing for him. I don't know what store we'd be at, at. but he will find something no matter what, no matter where we are. And he does not like spending his own money. And he typically doesn't have that much money because he spends it or, and he doesn't, you know, make a whole lot of money because he's six. And you guys, he has these big brown, beautiful dark eyes and pouty little lips. And he can get me to say yes to, to all his wants. And it's really hard to tell him no, but He also loves buying electronic games or like the thing, like the little trucks or whatever for his games, like his middle brother. And he also tends to like being inside and snuggling up to me while his dad and Remy are working on the farm. Side note, this little guy, Colton, he loves sugar and he can usually win me over by telling me he loves me and giving me a big bear hug. So he is kind of funny. Anyway, so those are the three boys, their personalities, their spending habits. And my point is, is that our boys are different, but also alike. And they will do anything to try to make me or my husband spend our money on them instead of spending their own. But they are beginning to understand that we can't afford all of their wants and desires, all of the things, because it's endless, that they want. So sometimes we will allow them um, to work things off. So we'll buy something for them and tell them right away that, you know, they need to work it off and they will either help out on the farm or help around the house to pay it off. Of course, they prefer to do farm work and things out there, outside instead of helping me clean and organize the house or do dishes or laundry, but... You know, it is what it is, I guess. Now, I do prefer that they save up their money first, then they buy the item, kind of like my husband and I do with our own finances. You know, we work, we save up for something, and then we buy it. We never used to be that way, but that is how we do it now. And so we we try as hard as we can to do it that way, but sometimes we will allow them to get the item and work it off. I think this is a great lesson to teach our boys because I don't want them to be spending money that they don't have, especially once they're older and adults, because there are huge repercussions for spending more than you make. And I really want them to learn that lesson now. But also, if they're going to make mistakes with their finances, I want them to do that now while it's not as big of a consequence while they are still not even teenagers yet. So again, we do make our boys pay the difference on items they might want if it's more than I am willing to spend on that specific item. Growing up, this was one of the few money lessons I was taught by my parents. Um, But when we went, say, clothes shopping, if we wanted the name brand clothing, we had to pay the price difference from the generic clothes to the name brand clothes. I vividly remember my older brother, Josh, and we were shopping downtown lacrosse. We lived in lacrosse, Wisconsin at that time. And he wanted a pair of those Jinko jeans. You remember those huge, baggy jeans? Like they were like huge. And maybe you don't remember that. I'm aging myself. Well, anyways, my mom would not pay the full price, but she did give him the amount of money of say, like, I don't know, Levi jeans or something that was low-cost jeans. And he had to pay the difference. And I remember him getting very upset about that. But it was really a good lesson for him to learn. And we had to do this all the time when we were kids. It wasn't just that one time. I just remember that time. See, I know my brother really liked name brand clothing. And so he would pay the difference. Whereas like, I really like name brand brand clothing, but especially when I was younger, I was not willing to pay the difference. So I just didn't get the name brand clothing. I remember socks was a big thing for my brother too. Like he always wanted, I think it was Nike, Nike socks, and they were super expensive. My parents couldn't afford them. So he had to pay the difference. One thing, too, with our boys is that we'll do a lot of the more expensive clothing items or, um, yeah, like things like that for Christmas or for their birthday. And then that, I mean, that's what they get for their birthday sometimes. So... so (laughs) I think, again, that this is an important lesson to teach our kids because they will learn to decide if the name brand clothing or items are important to them enough that they are willing to spend their own money on them. So luckily, our boys are blessed to live on a farm. And like I said, there is always something they can do to make money. So in the summer, we uh, raise chickens, meat chickens and pigs. And they help uh, feed and water the animals, and then they earn some money. My husband also plows snow in the winter months. So again, our boys, um, they can choose whether they want to work or not and earn some money. We are definitely not out there forcing them to do chores. In fact, it may sound like they work all the time, but trust me, they don't. They spend a lot of time at their sporting uh, events and practices and games, and they spend a lot of time outdoors. They have friends over, they're over at friends' houses, and they are inside on their electronics more often than I would like to admit. I think one thing I need to be better at is having them complete a list of chores every week. I have never done this, and I've never written out a weekly chore to-do list. And I think that's because I had one every single week growing up. And you guys, it still haunts me to this day. Maybe I need to talk about that a little more and get over it. But anyways, our boys again spend tend to spend a lot of time on their tablets and phones. And I just I think keeping them accountable um to help with keeping up the house, you know, picked up and clean is a good life lesson and still in them. And I think their future wives or girlfriends will really be happier if I start doing making them help me in the house a little bit more. Okay, I am promising to start do the, doing this. Please hold me accountable. All right. Next on the list. we Okay. So we have three large Mason jars in our mudroom and each of the jar has a label on it. And one says save, one says give, and one says spend. So we use these jars to hold our loose like coins and change in. So when we come home, we empty our pockets out of our change and we divide it up into the three jars. So I think it's really important that we teach our kids to give to charities and people who need our support and whether we can give that to them in our time or by giving them um, money. I just think that that's very important for our boys to learn. We also give um, financially to our church and schools. And I love to see that, or I love that if I see a need, I can show my boys how we can help, including giving um, people money and charities money. Another way we are teaching our kids to be responsible with money is to give them a spending allowance during our long weekends, especially at the hockey rink. So sometimes there are times where we are literally at the hockey rink for a tournament Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like all day long. And so I've started to give each of the boys, um, like $10 to spend, and I will give it to them on Friday or Saturday. And I'll tell them they have that's their spending money for the whole weekend. And so they get to choose how and when and what to spend that money on. But once it's gone, it's gone. So they don't get to come ask mom and dad for any more concession stand or raffle ticket money, or we, you know, they have the sucker pole tree. They don't get any more after that $10 is spent. This tends to work a little bit better for older too. Uh, but our six-year-old is starting to kind of get the hang of it too. So We talk to our boys um, about how many hours they or we would have to work to pay for something. So this really puts time and money into perspective for them. So telling them that they're going to have to do two hours of work or these four things of chores to um, pay for this item, you know, is it worth it to them to do that? We also talk um, to our boys a lot about how much things cost and like how much our bills are. It's really cute. My six-year-old has asked me all the time. He's really into finances right now. And I think because we started talking about finances three years ago and he's six. And so his whole like kind of life, he's learned and talked about money or we've talked about money, but the other two haven't. (laughs) And so he'll ask me all the time, like, well, mom, how much was this? Or how much was this? And he'll ask me in front of people, like, I don't know if I... I don't know what I'm bad. Like we bought a car and we paid cash for a car, this last car. And he was asking in front of our friends, like, well, how much did that cost? And I have to remind him, like, I don't mind sharing that with people, but not everybody is comfortable with that money talk. And so I have to remind him that like, there's sometimes we just don't talk about that or you guys don't need to know this. So anyways, we, we do like to tell them though, how much we spend a month on like fuel and groceries and dining out. And we like to tell them, um, you know, like I tell the boys, for example, that when we're out to eat, it costs more than eating at home typically. Like, so if you're going to go out to eat and you buy that, you know, pop, it costs more out to eat than it would if you bought the pop in the grocery store and have one at home. Um, And then they like to throw in my face, well, we don't get to buy pop and have it at home because typically I don't buy pop because it's so expensive even from the grocery store and it's not good for us. So anyways, my point is, is just being open and honest about those conversations and how much things cost. And well, it costs more out to eat. So we're not going to have this, you know, ice cream cone, but we can have one at home or whatever the item thing is. Also, um... I, I show the boys our budgets and sometimes they're interested and sometimes they're not. But they definitely see me, say, at the gas station or when we're buying something at the store, they see me putting it into my budgeting app. And so we talk about that or they ask me about that. So we talk a sure. lot of, about money in our family A lot and we but we never used to. So this is all a change, like I said, in the last three years. And prior to me getting really scared and really stressed out with our money, we didn't really talk about money. We just kind of bought what we wanted, you know, for the most part, and we figured out how to pay for things. And luckily, my husband and I are pretty realistic. We're not huge spenders, we don't live, you know, an extravagant lifestyle, or we didn't, but we also weren't being responsible with our money. We didn't know where our money was going and we were overspending. And so I'm happy to report that now we know where our money's going. We um, are much more responsible with our money, but it's not perfect. And, it, you know, a budget is meant to change. It's not always going to be perfect. We also talk to our boys and teach them about looking into the future, what's coming up in the future, the near future um, that we're going to need to pay for. So for example, every uh, summer kind of going into fall, we have hockey registration that costs quite a bit of money for three kids in hockey or say we're coming up on summer and we like to go boating and so we're going to need to um, pay for fuel for our boat or uh, new winter uh, snow pants, boots, and hats, and gloves, and uh, jacket, and all of that, or hunting items—those kind of things. It's important to teach um, our children to plan ahead for expenses in life, saving for taxes and registrations or insurance that we pay for quarterly or every six months. That I think is where a lot of that responsibility it comes into play. That's really good to teach our kids because most kids are not. Getting that type of education um, in home or at school. We also often talk about the importance of saving for our short term goals, emergencies, and our long term goals, including our retirement. And I am a huge believer in saving up for what you want, then buying it once you have the money saved up. And I am teaching this to my kids. Sorry, kids, I know. And I'm not saying that all debt is bad or that you shouldn't ever take out a loan. But overall, I personally hope to continue to be debt-free and to save up for things I want. I am also instilling the value of being content and happy and being grateful for what we have. To my boys, because we live in a country and a place in the world where we are rich, even if we don't feel like our bank accounts are overflowing with money, we are rich in many areas of our lives. And sometimes less is more. Being content in a is a hard thing to accomplish, though. When, and I still have to remind myself to be content in my life because I am grateful, so very grateful for what I have. I have a beautiful life, and so many things but I am always looking for the next thing. And sometimes that's good and it keeps me active and improving myself and motivated, but sometimes it's not so good because I want to feel content and happy with what I have and not always wanting more. I'm a huge advocate um, for making new goals and encouraging others to do the same. But by making goals, does that mean that we aren't content with where we are in life now and what we have? But I think striving more in life is a great motivator, but we also need to relax and enjoy what we have right now. So those are just some of the things I could think of on how we are instilling uh, values and teaching our boys how to be responsible with money. And it's not always perfect and it's gonna be changing from time to time, but that is okay and I would love to hear how you are instilling values or teaching your children how to be responsible with their money. And if you want to uh, head on over to uh, I'm on Instagram at pursecoachjess, Jess, you can uh, message me or comment there. You can find me over on my blog and website at PurseCoach.com or I am on Facebook at Purse Coach, and I would love to connect with you. If you are enjoying uh, the Purse Coach podcast, I would love for you to leave a review, for you to uh, subscribe if you haven't, and for you to share this with anybody you think this might benefit. As always, make it a great day. It is beautiful out It's a little overcast, to be honest, but it's still a beautiful day. We have so much to be grateful for. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. Take care.